You hearing me? Got it. Yes! Why? Yes! Why are you so excited? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Why are you? Look at you! You're doing a little baby dance for Christ's sake! I'm so happy. What makes what? What? Why am I on your show at the? Oh last my minute? god! So wait, happy? Okay, welcome to episode <laughs> two of Fuck Around and Find Out. I'm Derek. That's fucking Glenn Nuzzles. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> You're making me sound like a big deal when we both know I am not. But thanks I, for all the praise. I think you are sublime. I think you yeah. are top notch. I yeah. think you're wonderful. Oh my God. I'm so happy right now. You have well, no I feel idea. I the same way about you, my friend, because I've been listening to often on some of your books. Didn't you read Madeline? Madeline? I did read Matilda. It was great. Matilda is Matilda. It's my kids love that. And I, I read like the first few chapters. I'm like, I can't read this crap. So then when you were reading, I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to read. I'm not letting somebody else read this crap to me. But then second of all, how are you just reading these books without getting sued? I would love to do that. You know what? Um, I don't know yet. Like I am literally, <laughs> I, I, I am pretty sure. And that's your first question. We have 20 questions. There's 10 each for each of us. So we each get oh, 10. That's your first oh. question. Um, I get 10. Got and it. I'm not sure. Like I am fully prepared to use the LeVar Burton defense. Like uh, LeVar Burton was on reading rainbow, just yeah, reading yeah, yeah. books willy nilly and nobody ever sued him. So I thought it was okay. He never got permission. I, I grew up with LeVar. I, don't I know. watched all this. I watched I, I all of his shit and I listened to his new podcast when he came back around, but I stopped listening because I le- I read public domain stuff and I have to fucking struggle through it mm-hmm. because it's, it's, I'm not going to get sued and I can leave it up there. I know it's not going anywhere. So I'm trying to take this really, really like just dryly written stuff, mm-hmm. trying to make it sound interesting, which means I'm just doing the weirdest voice and everything. Trying to make it was, sound good. That was my first question. My oh. first question was literally well, where the voice come from. Oh, but the first thing, LeVar Burton during COVID, he, I think he was just trying to read to kids and stuff, which is super freaking sweet of him. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to read to kids online. So they all have like a, a nighttime book or whatever. And he, uh, he said, yeah, this public domain stuff sucks. Is there anything else good there to, out there to read? I'm like, fuck you, LeVar Burton. And then all these <laughs> authors came out of nowhere. Like you can read my stuff for free. You can like, read mine whenever you want, no matter. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to give me permission. Like I... But I'm reading Rainbow. He didn't get permission. You don't. Think? He, I'm he sure he have. he had to. It's PBS. He had to yeah. have gotten permission. But we didn't know that. Like as kids, we didn't know he got permission. Yeah, we we're just like yeah. he's reading to us. So yeah. as an adult, now I'm just I am on what I like to call a tightrope that's on fire with no safety net. <laughs> and while I'm up here, everybody's like, "Ooh, ah!" But pretty soon I'm gonna die. And when I die, (laughs) it's going to be spectacular. What's going to actually happen is that the first time I get a cease and desist letter, I'm going to take all of them off. Um, Sure. I'm going to take them all off, obviously. And then I'm just going to. I don't know, maybe we'll turn into a real book club where I actually read books and then I just get on my show and make fun of them. Um, and people have to like buy the book to find out exactly what I'm talking about. And I'll talk about excerpts and stuff like that. Y'all do reviews of books, uh, like the bigger books, like Twilight, Stephanie Myers, things of that nature. And then you do, (laughs) you'll read the public domain books. And then there's, um, Campfire Classics who read public domain books and 
they are really fucking boring. Like, I love both of y'all shows. I'm not saying they're <laughs> boring. I'm saying the books are really dry or they're oh, yeah. really just smutty. And oh, I what's don't... the smutty ones? I haven't fallen across any of those. That that B one that you read about the the, the sex oh, B. You know, that's I tried for a while reaching out to independent authors like. Let me read your stuff. Like, I, you know, I don't have any commercials. I'm not making any money off you. Just let me read your stuff and whatever. Nobody answers except for Sarita Dory. She was the only one that answered. So, mm. and all of her stuff is just dirty as hell. <laughs> 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 but she's the only one that'll let me. So I'm like, yeah, then the bee rubbed its privates, its groin all over her thorax. And it's just so weird. That's so, like- <laughs> but it was wonderful because I'm sitting there like, is this bee? Did that? It did. Okay. Okay. This well, is a B movie. Yeah. This yeah, is a B movie like, to book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah B movie. That's like all rated RX or whatever. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. he, that was it. Was it like a giant B? I forget now. It was a while ago when I recorded that. It was like he basically wanted to, he wanted to fuck that one woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a B because he's looking for the queen bee. And it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> this, this flesh woman is my queen now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I must do all sorts of salacious things to her that. <laughs> okay and i was sitting at work it. listening to it and i was like this is something somebody actually took time out to to, to write like this oh is- god you know she's a really good writer um and so it's like it's got length and there's character development and there's depth and stuff mm-hmm. and once so i kind of go through the journey as i'm reading it and then by the end of it i'm like no i just read about a thing about a bee that wanted to fuck this one woman and then like i accidentally killed her mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm like I mean, five stars, five yeah, stars, five stars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leave a review. Be honest. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna oh. read this to my kids later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> my son was in the car with me. I was like, wait, but he had his Ooh. earphones in, listening to his oh, phone. Good, good, the cool good, thing yeah. about having a teenager is yeah. that they are never listening to you unless you make mm-hmm. them listen to you. Like if you give them an opportunity, if you even pop. My beloved wife and I have this thing we call conversation football and conversation football is this thing where when she's talking, if she pauses for a second, I can jump in and be like, that's cool. So here's what happened with my day. And that's an interception. And then I try and take the conversation as far as I can go in my direction before she pulls it back towards her direction. My son is a pro at it. As soon as I stop talking, he's just earphones are in. He doesn't even want to start the game anymore. He just intercepts the ball and puts a knife in it. And then sets it on fire and throws it over the fence. And he has his earphones in and he's looking at his phone and he'll look yeah. up at me like, I dare you yeah. to try and start this talk back up again. So, <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I'll just, when you unplug, you will listen to podcasts that you didn't even know you were listening to this whole time. So yeah. that's how I'm able to get through so many podcasts on my rides. Say to and yeah, from work you're you're like the king out there of uh like sort of the podcast twitter like recommending people and like promoting people and doing all this amazing stuff to the point where when if i get on a list where you've done it like eight times in one day i'll just like like one of them like do i comment on every i don't know what to you're like a machine how do you have time to do all this and listen to all the podcasts too is nuts to me. so here's what i do and this, so I just want to preface this with the quote from Swingers, and I just look like a big sweetie. Um, so what I do is I have lists that I've saved to a clipboard on my phone. Yeah, and so sure. I go and there's this wonderful podcast called The Best Podcast Ever, <laughs> um, Best Film Podcast. 
Mm. Best film ever. Best film ever. That's the name of the show. Final answer. Oh, yeah, Best yeah, film yeah. ever. I think I've seen them out there. And one of the things that they do is really well is they promote. And so oh. I search their profile and I go to tweets and replies and I just go down the list of who they're because people pop up all the time. Like I'm looking for a podcast respond yeah, yeah, to me yeah. with information. They yeah. respond to them with information. And so I go through yeah. their Twitter replies. And if the person who was asked for a podcast mm-hmm. has less than seven responses, I will reply with my show. And then I'll reply with my other shows like Return to Oswald and Hindsight. And then I'll reply with these are other dope podcasts you should check out. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it with somebody who has like 30 responses already because they're not going to pay attention to what I'm telling them. Like 30 responses at that point. Trick with that. I kind of stopped doing that. If people Mm -hmm. were saying, you know, has anyone got a podcast recommend? Because then they they want all the activity, then they get angry and put on a big show about how they didn't want all these people. Yeah, like why are you looking at me? Because you said look at me. Yeah, exactly. And then it's also it's kind of like, but actually, that's how I met uh Pixie. I started out with Twitter when I first got unemployed last spring. Mm -hmm. And so then uh, I was like, well, I've never really tried to promote the show. I've been doing it for like a year and a half. Maybe I should just try it on Twitter. Cause like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I get on there and I, I look for people that are asking for podcasts, uh, podcast recommendations. And so I walk in and there's, it's just flooded with people like answering them with like, mm-hmm. their shows and stuff, which is fine. But I, so I, my response was, yeah, I came walking in here and just see like a shitload of activity. So like, uh, here's my show where I, you know, talk or read books, like a crabby uncle, or whatever. And then Pixie was the only one that's like, I'll listen to your show. And then she kind of held my hand, walked me through, like, this is how you do Twitter. Meet these people. It was like oh, really, really dope. nice. But then she's like a fairy. She flitted off. We don't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but I now, see her out there promoting other people and stuff. And, and I'm she's, like, she's still doing it, man. She's really good about it. Like she has her spaces now. Oh, yeah. And and so now. I show up in the spaces and I'm like the um Everybody else is like, you can be whatever you want to be with podcasting. And I'm like the don't trust anybody guy. Like, I've been around the block too many times to yeah. just be like, Crimson and Clover. I'm like, this is what you need to know. These are the things that people aren't going to tell you. Good mm-hmm. luck. I'll be here if you need me. But <laughs> don't fuck this up. Like, <laughs> you're going to go in and you're going to do your podcast for like four episodes and then you're going to turn around and look back that's your first fucking mistake don't look back don't look at the numbers don't look at the listeners you have don't look back at your previous shows just keep pumping out shows just keep doing it until you get about 70 shows in and then look back and that's when you can look backwards but if you look back after those first four shows you're gonna be like nobody's listening why am i doing this quit yeah, you know, I started mine. We're not even asking each other questions anymore. Now we're just barking at each other. Yeah, uh, I started mine where <laughs> I was like, a long time ago, I would like read. I had a friend who her and her husband were going on a trip. She's like, yeah, we don't got any good audiobooks. Can you recommend any audiobooks? They're like, yeah, I can recommend some audiobooks. <laughs> so I went and I got a smutty novel from the library and I recorded mm-hmm. myself reading about these two people fucking. And uh, I'm like, yeah, here you go. So watch. So they're sharing headphones on the plane. And like her husband's like, is this Glenn? Is Glenn reading a smutty novel to us? And then she's like, yeah. He's like, why would I, I never would have agreed to this? And I thought that was so hilarious. And then I was listening to podcasts and stuff. And I was listening to an audio book one time when I was cleaning my house. And I thought, I wish there was someone like making fun of this book I'm listening to right now. And so I'm like, well, then why don't I do it? So that was like 
a long time ago. And then I finally started doing it, knowing that I would maybe get five listeners tops because I, you know, just I'm putting them up there and I'm not going out promoting or doing anything. Yeah. I'm just throwing them up online. And then maybe over time through osmosis, people will find out about me. Um, but actually, weirdly enough, I did it on Anchor first. And weirdly enough, I wound up getting after like the first eight months or something, I had like maybe 20 people listening on average to an episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that's more than I expected. And then Ben, one time Ben and I got drunk and I showed him, yeah, I got a podcast thing in my basement. Why don't you come down to my basement? And I wouldn't turn on the lights. And so he's like, I'm not coming down this dark basement. Like, come, on, come on, Ben, take the, come on down here. Take your shirt off. Come on down to the basement. And so then uh, he winds up coming down and he's like, so we did our first podcast together. We were both drunk and uh, it was not, we have, we've kept it, but we will never let the world listen to it. Oh, it's put so, it on Patreon. No, it's so bad. It's so oh. bad. <clears throat> so anyways uh but anyways then after that ben's like yeah we should do a thing for real like hey you know what it'd be cool is if we like read books and then we reviewed them like no one's ever done that before sure ben <laughs> <laughs> see and the, the way the ratchet book club got started was quite simply one day i'm gonna get old and i won't be able to see anymore mm. and, and i want to be able to read books still that's really oh, yeah. it yeah, like yeah, yeah and then um i i put it out there it wasn't supposed to really reach anybody. A friend and I were laughing about it because I was like, I'm going to do a book club and it's going to be called Ratchet Book Club. And I'm going to yeah, read yeah. these really horrible books by mm-hmm. these really great authors who should know better. And <laughs> if something happens in the book that I'm not prepared for, I'm going to stop and make fun of it on the spot. And yeah, she was yeah, like, yeah. what are you going to call it? And I was like, I'm going to call it We Read Ratchet. <laughs> That's pretty good too. And I she like was Ratchet like, book club better. Yeah. She was like, do you have anything else? And I was like, Ratchet Book Club. And she was like, I like that one, but let's flip a coin. And she flipped a coin and it came out Ratchet Book Club. Oh, so, that's a good one. And so I started reading and I had a great time. And really, I have so many different ways to justify what I'm doing in my head because I really enjoy doing it. But the bottom line yeah. is, I just really enjoy doing it. I never wanted to be a voice actor who did like audio books or anything like that. I just like reading and I like reading the people and the way that I'm justifying it now in my head Mm -hmm. recently, because I know it's not, you know, it's not going to go forever. Like nothing lasts forever. Like I'm just hoping they don't out now sue me. I'm hoping they just send me a letter and saying, take (laughs) this off my stuff. Yeah. The most they'll do is send you a letter because you don't have commercials, commercials. I haven't heard it. No. Yeah. So they can't go after you. Like you're making money off them. Yeah. I'm not making anything. I get all communist about that shit. Like I like, let us do whatever we want with your work if we're not making money off it did you ever see this guy brad neely he made his own audio commentary over the top of harry potter first movie called the wizard people (laughs) what oh oh it's on youtube people have synced up the video with his audio it's called uh wizard people and so it is so good and i kind of base a little bit of my voice off of him because Mm -hmm. it's just so weird um, but the thing is they would show, they would sync up the video and the audio and they'd show it at like, uh, like weird little art house screening things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'd invite him to come out there and he'd go out there and there would be a bunch of people in actual suits. there with Warner brothers trying to find him because they want to take him down and sue him. Even oh, though no. you make a cent off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, then, I, 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 I feel like JK Rowling would do some shit like that. I do. Oh, she's a horrible fucking person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. She does. Yeah. That's the reason why we won't even read the Harry Potter books. I just have never liked her even, even before we found out how miserable she is lately. I was just like, she's just not a good person. Her books are good. <laughs> My kids like the books, but every interview I see with her, I'm like, yeah, you seem a little too, too pleased with yourself. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she knows she's slithering and she's okay with that. Actually, um, my friend Shantae and I, my, my co-host on another one of my shows, we sat yeah. down and we came to the conclusion that uh, one of the people in Harry Potter's books, the heck was her name? Dorothy. It was one of the teachers. Basically, mm, it was one of the teachers. Know. I'm going to have to look it up. We yeah, voted her in as the greatest villain of all time. And then oh, we came. Um, I read the books, but it's so long ago. And I'm not one of those people that remember every character's name and all that kind of stuff. I am about to look her up right now. Um, Go on. But I challenge you. It was one of those things where we realized that not only was she the greatest villain of all time, mm-hmm. but also that she was the. Um, we think that she's the she's what J.K. Rowling she wrote herself into the book as this person. <laughs> like we came so. to that decision, and we were just like, okay, that makes oh. way too much sense because this person is so, yeah, like sweet, and she's uh, she's she's just horrible to Harry. Always, yeah, you have to let me know which one that is. That's not oh. Mrs. What's her name? The the one that fakes really nice, but she's just evil as hell. The one who wasn't even a death uh, eater. She just was. She worked at the ministry. No, she worked as a teacher, and so okay. she. I don't know which one that is. Umbridge, Dolores Umbridge. Oh, okay. What's her name? The one who made Harry write "I will not do this" like a hundred oh. times, and it started to write into a skin, and she was like, oh, "When yeah, you yeah, bleed, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when you can stop." Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We were like, that's JK. That's yeah. definitely that's you know, her. What I liked about those books, <clears throat> especially the really like the first three or four, was that you had characters that were complicated. They'd be good. So, like Harry's dad, for example, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be the good guy. Harry idolizes him and all this stuff, but he's also just kind of a dick. Like he picked yeah. on the dorky guy and that kind of thing, but still there was something lovable about him. So it wasn't like the classic tropes of he's the bad boy that his mom made good or anything like that. He was just kind of a dick, but also kind of a nice guy. If mm-hmm. you were lucky enough to be on his good side kind of thing. And so I kind of liked that originally, but then I found out no, JK Rowling's just a dick. So for her, that dad is a perfect person. Exactly. <laughs> like he's like, like there's nothing that she would say was bad about him, even though he literally bullied Snape to the point of no return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and she would justify that because that's literally what she's doing with trans people right now. And it's like, yes. I'm just, you know, saying my thoughts. Why are you mm-hmm. getting mad about my thoughts? So it's like, fuck you, JK. She's like, literally no different than uh, than Harry Potter's dad and everybody else in there. But one thing I could not stand as a, as a grown man, <clears throat> I would just read parts where Malfoy does or says something, but then mm-hmm. he gets away with it because of his money and his privilege. Mm-hmm. And when I was married, I lived in this neighborhood that's really affluent and stuff. And we were raising our kids there and everything. And I hated every minute of it because I came from a kind of a shitty neighborhood. Then I get married and I move into this really nice neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I spent 10 years there and I could not get used to the place. So seeing this little motherfucker running around doing shit and getting away with it because his parents got money is exactly the kind of stuff I was kind of seeing with like the neighborhood I lived in. Okay. Just going like my kids at school, going to the grocery stores. Freaking ridiculous. Rich people at a grocery store is ridiculous. They butt in front of each other in line constantly. Like the oh, entitlement is ridiculous. And the tantrums yeah. they throw and stuff. It's just, I'll stop. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so Malfoy, I'd be sitting there 
in this neighborhood. We had a shitty home in like a nice neighborhood. So I'm sitting in my little rambler and all of a sudden I'm reading about Malfoy. I'm like, why does someone just beat the shit out of that kid? Like I wish, like I was getting angry at a fictional character. It was like, just someone beat the shit out of this little motherfucker. And uh, so finally when Hermione punched him, I was like, yes, five books. I finally got what I wanted. Then it is like turned and went out in the street to all the nice homes and just shouted at them into the night. <laughs> See, I just we live in a okay area. Like it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. But the school that my son goes to is fucking grand. Oh, and sure. so I deal with those parents, the parents who pull up in their Teslas while everybody else, like these are I'm the still dealing with that. Yeah. We I get there at school gets out at 312. Mm-hmm. And so I get there at two. I get there at oh, two yeah. because I, I when Devin first got to the school, he had um, hurt his ankle or hurt his knee. So he was using a walking boot and everything. So I would make sure I was right in front of the school when he came out. So he didn't have to traverse. It's high school. So we didn't have to traverse mm-hmm. this huge parking lot and everything to get to yeah, me yeah, yeah. with this boot right. on. Plus, I hated getting stuck in the traffic trying to get out of this parking lot. Like it was- I have the same problem right now, especially this year with the whole no one wants to ride buses for COVID. So I got mm-hmm. the same thing where it's like we're all lining up to get in and lining up to get out. It's just horrible. It's hell. And yeah. so these parents. I'd be there at like two o'clock, like I said, and I sit there and I'll, I'll do my work on my computer because, you know, I can I can work from home mm-hmm. um, or I'll play a video game if I'm done with my work. And it's no big deal, you know, mm-hmm. but these parents would get there at exactly three eleven. Yeah. And they would go. They would drive past this entire line of people and there'd be like 20 cars in line. They drive past all of them and mm-hmm. try and squeeze in front of me in the front mm-hmm. to get their kid first. And I, it never fails. It just. Oh, what I love that we're talking doing? parent talk because they still go to the affluent school. So I have to drive them out there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one is you get the lineup of cars. Then next to that is the open area where cars can go by and leave or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get a ton of parents that just pull up and stop. And yes. wait. I hate it with all my heart. Yes. Oh, you'd yes. never get that in the neighborhood I grew up in. There was <laughs> one parent. There's one parent who constantly in a in in their their minivan, they will pull up as mm-hmm. soon as somebody will pull out. Like so again, 20 cars, they don't care. They'll mm-hmm. park in a parking space. And as soon as somebody pulls out of a part out of one out of the line because they picked up their kid, this parent will pull yeah. out of the parking space and zoom into their spot. But because oh. they're zooming into the spot, they never park right. So they're mm-hmm. always parked at a direct diagonal yeah, 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 yeah. angle <laughs> that is blocking both the um, the parking area and the drive-through area. So now there's a yep. line of cars who are trying to get out who are yep. stuck behind this car and they don't even care. They I don't, don't look. I love that all this shit's universal for schools and stuff. Right now. It was, I mean, it was pretty bad even before COVID, like the, the, the entitled parents cutting in front of each other. One of them mm-hmm. would like pull up on a sidewalk as if they were a cop or something, just like mm-hmm. and they're on the sidewalk. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, and so that was pretty bad to begin with, but now it's just bananas. Like the lines go down the street and blocks and blocks and blocks. And mm-hmm. it gets ridiculous. And I did find one secret way to get there which I love. And I got in there and I can get to school within about a five minute period. Okay. And so it's like this third way that no one knows about, but some motherfucker figured it out. Now that's filling up with people. It's driving me crazy. And then I found a secret spot to go park. So I'm not parking in front of the school. Mm-hmm. I, we call it, we call it the secret circle. It says roundabout on the other side of the, like the football field. Okay. So I pull up there. It's just full of parents. So they're all standing outside holding their tiny little dogs that look like purses. Oh, they're just chatting with each other. It's you can't get out because they won't get in their car and move. Yeah. I hate it. I hate the whole thing. I love <sighs> that we can do dad talk. 
you know, there, there's there's a certain level of hell for parents <laughs> who just believe that they deserve to do the shit that these parents do. Like there's a yep. cop at this school. That's mm-hmm. the other thing that pisses me off. There's mm-hmm. a cop in the cop's car. They literally, because they're cops, they park mm-hmm. up on the curb. They park yep. in front of the uh, theater and they're, yeah. they back in. So they're facing all of these parents doing all this fuck shit and they never engage. I'm like, they don't say anything. They don't say anything. And I'm like, they're in the uh... red zone. Engage. I was like, if I was in the red zone, you pulled me out the car and beat me to death. So why don't you do something with these people right here? What the fuck is this? And then my son gets in the car and it's like, it's literally like um, the the train station to get the Hogwarts. Like if you don't know how to get in there, you don't see it because my son gets in the car in the midst of all this chaos. And he looks at me and he's like, why are you mad? And I'm like, you know what? I can never explain to him about this car who's parked diagonally because oh. he doesn't drive. So he doesn't know the frustration of me getting there first and somebody getting in front of me. Yeah. <clears throat> My kids get so, they get so worked up. Like, dad, you're so angry. And I'm like, right? you have no freaking idea of the rules that are being broken here. Like I'm literally lined up to leave and some asshole at a Tesla is literally butting in, trying to get in line, like mm-hmm. not letting someone make a gap to go in, which is blocking the traffic coming the other way. And it's like, everything here is a clusterfuck because uh, like, you know, my old neighborhood, it was like, people would yell at you. They'd flat out get out of their car and go, no, you don't back up. And like, you have to back your car up, that kind of thing. Then they would get back in their car and they drive away. Like mm-hmm. they would confront you directly. You don't even need a cop to confront you. Oh yeah. Like you just have people like, what do you think you're doing? No, you get the, you go back up, get out of here kind of thing. But that doesn't happen in this neighborhood. Like they're oh. all like sharks. It's weird. Yes. So I am the shark. Oh, I, I am the person who will literally hop out the car because that woman. So I had to oh, hop you, out. You got out and said something. Yes. And so she blocked me. me. She blocked me in when it's like she got in in front of me and then she was turned diagonal. So I couldn't pull out. And these kids were these high school kids. Think they're <laughs> high school kids. They all got haircuts like pancakes right now. And all they all think like this, like a pancake. They all think that they got invincibility stars. So they just walk in between cars. So you can't even pull out because then they're walking just periodically in front of your car. And so I hopped out and I was like, you got to move your car. And she just looked at me. And so Mm. I got back in the car and my son was like, what'd you say to her? And I was like, (laughs) why the fuck do you care? And so he puts on his earphones and I'm just sitting there tapping my foot, just seeing at this woman yeah. and did she move or she, she take her, time? her kid came out and so oh. she as her kid came out she had the automatic side door of the minivan open up and he literally mm. ran and hopped in the car and she sped off like it was a fucking like it was heat like it oh, was nice. heat and they had just done <laughs> the bank robbery and he was like move 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 and so she pulls off and I pull off right behind her and I'm on her ass I'm yeah, yeah, on yeah. her ass yeah, and my yeah, son is yeah. like why are you why are you so close to this woman? You gotta and I was keep like, them uncomfortable, man. How are they going to learn their lesson if they just get to drive away from the situation? No, that situation's got to follow them for a while. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> you don't get it. And she literally, like two blocks later, she turned into her neighborhood and we kept going down the street. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, you know what? I need a cookie. And so we went to the cookie store that was up the oh, block and we got cookies. Oh, that's nice. It was not. It was so I didn't un, unwittingly get mad at him because mm-hmm. I was unable to be really mad at the person I wanted to be mad at. So I had to oh, I had to get yeah. something beautiful, a cookie. And so yeah. I had a cookie and it was that great. was well, that's a good ending to that. No, I spend so much time on the road because my oldest 
she is in high school part-time and she's going to community college the other half of the time, Yep. but she's not going for a driver's license till tomorrow. So for the last month or so, I've been having to drive to the high school and drive back to the college and then pick up from the college and drive back to the high school and back and forth. I have for real, like spent six hours on the road, multiple days a week. And I am so tense. Like I'm normally pretty laid back when it comes to people doing screw ups in the car because I'll Mm -hmm. do it. Now I have no patience. Like I'm like, just my teeth is like, like the whole time. But that's <laughs> my because the, like, what's wrong with you? You've changed. It's like, cause I'm in the car too much. I'm in the car too much. And also I am on a very finite time schedule as far as getting you to this school on time. Oh, I know. And on top of that, I still have to take like meetings in the car. I'm like, am I, they're always like, how come you're not in the office? You can't look at this spreadsheet. I'm like, I'm sorry. I've only got one more month. God, I hope she passes her <laughs> test. I got, I hope she passes her test. <laughs> so Devin mm-hmm. gets out of school at 312. Mm-hmm. Once we figure this out, once we figure this next part out, it it this shit has to fucking stop, son. We love you, but this shit has to stop. Mm-hmm. We pick him up from school at 312. We live, I live, like I said, I get there at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Sit there and wait until 312. I pick him up at 312. We get back home at about 330, 335, 340 mm-hmm. if you want to stop off and get something to eat. Mm-hmm. get home at 340 he walks into the house he uses the restroom mm-hmm. i sit down for a second mm-hmm. basketball practice for him starts at the high school at 4 30 so we have to get back in the car and go back uh, up to are the you school. kidding me i'm oh deadly serious God. and so one day we finally were like why are we picking you up and he was like because <laughs> my kid, yeah 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 because my oldest does the same thing she so she got a job that's about three blocks away from my home, mm-hmm. which is just adorable. It's like this little uh sewing place or whatever, okay. uh, tailor or whatever. And the people there are all sweet and nice and everything's cute. And it's like within walking distance, three blocks is not bad and everything. I was like, perfect. Cause then like I can move on with my life and do whatever. <laughs> uh and you can just walk your own ass to work. She won't do it. And so, like today I had a meeting that was at 4:30, and she's like, so what's going to happen? Are you taking me work or not? I'm like, it's three blocks. <laughs> and she's like, well, is this meeting going to run long? Because I can call in and say, I'd be like, no, you go to work. <laughs> you <want> to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but why, why did you get this job so close then? You might as well have gotten it like nine, 19 miles away. I don't really, like, what's the point? Oh my gosh. My mom lives directly around the corner from the school. My son refuses to walk there. I'm like, why won't you? Are you you?" kidding me? And and she gave him a key. She gave him a key with a nice little uh, lanyard that he could wear around his neck. He refuses to walk there. One of his teammates on the basketball team lives directly across the street from my mom. He refuses to walk with his friend. He will stand there and wait for us. Mother Pearl. That's ridiculous. So then we told him, we were like, you know what? We're no longer going to pick you up. You mm. have to take your basketball shoes with you and make them mm. into a bolo knot and put them onto your backpack and just carry them <laughs> yeah. behind you. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. go to your grandma's house, hang out at the school. We don't care. But we're going to see you after practice is done at 630. We'll be there at 630 to pick you up yeah, no yeah, earlier. Yeah. The next day, I'm talking to my wife. Mm. And um, I had to go to work. I went into the office. And then I... uh. I come back home and I'm, I'm chilling and everything. And my wife calls, she's, she's in nursing school. Mm-hmm. So she does her uh, clinicals and she does her nursing school. She usually gets out at about one o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so she calls me and I'm like, Hey baby. And she's like, Hey boo. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she said, nothing. 
And so we're talking <laughs> while she's driving back home. And it's like an hour long drive from where she is back to our house. Mm-hmm. And suddenly. I start hearing stuff that I only hear from that neighborhood, from that school. And I'm like, baby, where are you? And what she's like, stuff? what was that? Like, How do you audibly know that she's got, because it's right next school? to a, it's right next to an auto mall. And so there's a lot more traffic noise and there's a lot more uh, of her complaining about stuff. Sure. And sure, so sure, okay. I'm like, baby, where are you? And she's like, I'm at his school. And I said, we just told him yesterday that he had to be at the school and he had to go through. And she was like, yeah, but maybe we'll start that tomorrow. So he comes home and he's smiling and he's all happy. (laughs) 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 He's all happy and shit. And I'm just sitting there glowering at him. And then I'm like, you know what? Why am I mad that his mom went and picked him up? It wasn't my gas. It wasn't my time. He's a really great kid. So we went and got a cookie. And then um, (laughs) always with the cookies. Always a good ending to a long day. I wish there was a cookie bar near me. There's like this wonderful (laughs) place called crumble and they make these cookies that are like this thick they're like for the listeners really who are who are looking at this and they're like i can't see you dora i don't know how thick <laughs> this thick is the cookies are at least an inch thick really so they're like made there like they're, they're made born? there and they are pillowy Ooh. soft and their their chocolate chip cookie has like i swear to god like 15 chocolate chips in it in a, in a in a cookie that's that's the diameter of maybe like three inches there's Mm -hmm. like 15 chocolate chips in it and it is decadent and it is resplendent Mm -hmm. and i bet it would go great with milk if i drank that shit and so (laughs) i can't drink milk anymore right it's gassy oh my god (laughs) i drink milk and my wife is like no exactly because it's just all burping right um around me we got a place called yo-yo donuts my kids wanted to go, and I'm like, I don't care about donuts. It's just bread in a circle with, like, frosting on it. Like, I need shit inside it. I need it to be delicious. Like, I need mm-hmm. to take a bite out of it. There's, like, more flavor in there. I don't just want dough, bread. I can just <laughs> eat bread at home. And so, um, but no, they make it every morning, and there's they, they stick shit in the bread, like okay. chips and stuff. It's ridiculous. It's all melted in there, and it's usually like they can't, like they have a little heating kind of lamp situation, so it still stays warm from the stuff mm-hmm. they made this morning. See, oh, you're, you're making an orgasm face. I yeah, am. I don't like, mean to. I'm crying. It's, like, it's like when you have a fresh cookie where it's like the, the chocolate oozes out. That's what's mm-hmm. going on with donuts and shit. And I'm like, this changes the everything I've known about donuts goes out the window. It does. I've <laughs> it's never like the fourth dimension. I want that donut down the street from my house, there's this place called Java Time. And the closest thing we have to that, I will tell them to make it. They probably will for me. They're pretty nice. Yeah. But they make a maple bar. And then they, when you come in, when you walk into their uh their their store, yeah, they will go on the back if you request them to, and they will make three strips of bacon and they will lay it on top of this maple bar like hot strips of bacon and so Wait, you have what's a, a maple bar i'm totally confused on the, what that the is. bar it's it's a it's like a, a a donut bar that's about 6 inches and they yeah, okay. put maple spread okay, or maple so glaze yeah, on top of we're it we're thinking the same thing okay yeah. got it and if right. you ask for it they'll put bacon on top of it and so you got they a have bacon maple bacon donut. in the back that they don't let yes. anyone know about <laughs> yes and it is resplendent like we used oh. to go there so Way back before I knew better, I was a fucking Sunday school teacher. And um, I taught sixth grade Sunday school before they stopped me. Um, They stopped me because they said that I was too real. 
Um, because what does that I, mean? Well, I refuse Give me an example. To, I re, my Sunday school teaching was different than other people's, and I can say that without hesitation because I refused to teach from their stupid Sunday school reader, like their okay. book. Like, okay, today we're going to learn for the three hundred ninety-eight thousandth time about how some how the how the rock rolled away and Jesus wasn't in the cave anymore. Not nah, fuck all that shit. I yeah. have sixth graders. They are actually about to step into middle school and 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 deal with, you know, experiences that they're not accustomed to. So what yeah. I did was we in Sunday school, we will sit down. I'd have them move their their desk chairs because it was at a community college. I would have yeah. them move their little desk chairs into a circle around me and I stand in the middle and oh, wow. I say, OK, what happened to y'all this week? And somebody will raise their hand and they'd be like, I tried to invite my friend to come to church, but I felt really weird about telling them that I was a Christian. And hmm. somebody else would be like, I got into a fight with my friend and I felt really bad because I felt they called me selfish and I felt like I wasn't being selfish. And we hmm. will take these things and I'll write them down. And yeah. then we would go one by one with these things that were happening to these kids, to these tweens. And yeah, we yeah, would yeah. base it back to a Christian based lifestyle. So we go through a Bible and we find something that would actually oh, talk yeah. about what they were going through. Why is and that bad? That sounds that actually sounds incredibly useful because I wasn't reading their book. And so uh, at one point, the <laughs> kid who was like, I want to invite my friend to church, mm-hmm. but I don't want them to think that I'm weird. Um, yeah. I was like, well, what do you think the end goal is? What do you think the end goal has to be of you inviting them to church? Why do you feel weird about inviting them to church? And they said, because I feel like I'm forcing them to become a Christian by me inviting them to church. And I was like, no, that's not really it. You don't have to give somebody the full court press and tell them, I want you to be a Christian the first time you take them to church. And I took them outside. I was like, okay, we're going outside. It was a nice spring day. You know, parents weren't there. Nobody cared. Um, (laughs) And I was like, there was a little sapling tree and, and the tree's trunk was about Again, like nine inches, something like that. It was a really sure. baby tree. Okay. And I took out my house key and mm-hmm. I was like, I have a house key. Mm-hmm. Do you think I could chop down that tree with my house key? Oh, and everybody was like, you. I don't think you could. I don't think you could chop down. You need an axe to chop down a, a tree. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool, cool, cool. If you think I could chop down this tree with my house key, raise your hand. And nobody raised their hand. And I was like, well, that's the same way that I look at bringing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. You... I can start chopping down this tree right now and I can hit this tree with this key over and over again. And the key will get dull and nothing will happen. But eventually some point in time, there's going to be a dent in that tree from me hitting with this key. And then from that dent, there's going to be a hole and then there's going to be a divot and then there's going to be a crack. And if people just keep hitting it with this house key, eventually this tree will fall. It's the same thing Mm. for you, your friend and Christ. It doesn't have to be you. You Mm -hmm. could be the first hit with that key onto that tree. Your Mm -hmm. friend comes behind you and they hit it again with the key in the same spot. And eventually it'll be like, all these people are coming to me. They're Christians. I might want to give my life to Christ. And that's when the tree falls. It could be 20 years from now, but you're the person who started it. What we're looking for is for somebody to be the person to start the process. Like Mm -hmm. if nobody else starts the process, then they'll never get on that road to being knocked down. And I'm like, oh, big fan of that. It's too bad they turned on you about that. I'm not a very religious person, but I am really really into theology. I love theology. Me too. Oh, really? Yeah. We're going to have to hang out sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I love learning about all these different religions. And the one thing I've kind of taken away from that over the years of like diving into stuff and like whatever is that 
religion can be an incredibly beneficial and helpful thing to people, just like in ancient Rome, philosophy was their big thing. Stoicism mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff was their big religions back then. Or So it, it can be very helpful and useful to people because people need help getting through the tough times in their lives and just the big questions and small questions and everything else. And that analogy that you gave that kid or those kids is exactly what people need it because that's like re- religion or not. That's just a really good way of describing something that's a complex issue for a little kid. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's an amazing, good way to go about it. And it's like, well, then that's when religion is useful and helpful. And I wouldn't have any kind of problem with it. Send my kids. I don't care if you believe in Jesus or not. You could just get help in general and just have a better outlook on life, whether you believe in Jesus or not. That would be fine. But like you said, they kicked you out because mm-hmm. they didn't like the way you were doing like it. Like three weeks later, three weeks later, they were just like, you know what? And they they told Nisha, my beloved wife, was also yeah. a Sunday school teacher. She's teaching first grade. I'm teaching sixth grade. Yeah. They came to her and said, you're doing a great job we need to talk to you. And I was oh. like, when I have anxiety. So mm-hmm. if anybody, if a manager comes and tells me I need to talk to you at the end of the day, I'm like, about what? And so when yeah. they were like, we need to talk to you, I was like, about what? And they were like, well, kids went home and told their parents what they've been learning in Sunday school. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, and they were like, that? no, have you been reading out of the book? And I was like, no, no, I haven't. I base it <laughs> off of what they go through on a day-to-day and they were like well if you're not basing it out of the book then we don't know what you're actually doing and so if the parents come and complain to us we can't protect you and I was like I don't need your protection like what I'm telling these kids about it's not like I'm out there like look at my face this is it this is the whole thing they're talking (laughs) about things that actually reflect back to their lives and they need this more than they need what you're giving them which is something they've heard their entire lives and they're like yeah "Yeah, but this isn't going to work out so that's so i I, i'm now i'm envisioning uh the minute where they're like yeah so we don't want you doing today's session so you can leave or whatever and then you yeah and then you walk past the room that you should be in with and the kids kids literally were looking out at me as the woman walked in there and talked she did this in front of the kids so i'm walking past her because i did another the reason why i was the reason why we got on this was because you were talking about donuts and i was talking about donuts so one of the big things about christianity is revelations And in Revelations, they talk about how Jesus is going to come back and Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know the day nor the hour, but Mm -hmm. people will be taken up into heaven and the rest of you will be left behind to fucking suffer, which. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) getting these sixth graders to really get the gravitas of this because they had heard it their whole lives. Yeah, and they were just like water off a duck's back. They were just like, yeah, yeah. whatever. They've been mm-hmm. talking about revelations my entire 11 years and nothing has mm-hmm. happened yet. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You don't know the day nor the hour, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> what does that mean to you? I don't know. It's just words. Okay, cool. Here's how we're going to make this real life. I have this place that I love called Java time and they make these really great donuts They make donuts with bacon on it. And they make donuts with like frosted flake or uh, fruity pebbles on it. And with, with uh, 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 tricks on it. And then they make mm-hmm. the, the ones with Oreo cookies on it. Like they are really gourmet donuts. And they have, mm-hmm. the, they were like, do they have the glazed twist? I was like, yes, they have the glazed twist. They have everything. <laughs> You're working into a lather. <laughs> Cause you know, no matter what kids <laughs> fucking love the glazed twist donuts. I, like I that's their, why. that's everything for them. So they were like, do they yeah. have the glazed twist? And I was like, yes, but they also have the glazed twist with M&Ms on top of it. They have like the mm. best donuts in the world. Mm. And I was like, you know what? One day 
I'm going to bring a box of their donuts. I was like, there's 17 of you in this class. So I'm going to bring in two dozen donuts with mm-hmm. all sorts of flavors in it. And we're going to sit down one day and we are going to eat these donuts one Sunday morning and we're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And then for like the next four weeks, I would come to class with no donuts. And they'd be like, where are the donuts at? And I was like, <laughs> what donuts? I was like, let's start, let's start the lesson. And so we started talking, we started doing whatever it was we were doing that day. And it was great. Yeah. Three more weeks pass. Mm-hmm. No donuts. They were like, you're mm-hmm. never going to bring the donuts. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. One day I'm going to bring the donuts <laughs> and it's going to be a great day. And they were like, no, you're not. You're lying to us. You're never going to bring the donuts. Okay, cool. <laughs> the week before Thanksgiving, yeah, I got up early and my kids and I, my son, my daughter, my younger son, who at that point in time, the, the, the high schooler now, at that point in time, he was like six. Hmm. Okay. We all hop in the car and we go hmm. to this donut place and we get two dozen donuts. And I'm like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. it's today's the day. So mm-hmm. my daughter is in class with me. So she walks in the class. She's carrying a box of donuts. She's like literally radiating with excitement <laughs> for these yeah, kids yeah. to see these donuts. That's we adorable. get into the class that day. Mm-hmm. Three kids show up. Oh, just like Revelations. <laughs> three kids show up for class that day. And so we have. Could that be any more perfect? Right. And so we have 24 donuts and three kids in class. And one of the kids is my daughter. So we walk out of class and we walk into my wife's first grade class. And her class is packed full because, you know, why not? And so we tell my wife, baby, there's only three kids in my class. My wife already knew. She was like, kids, pack it up. We're going to the sixth grade classroom. And so all these little first graders just toddle into our classroom. And they're, they're like these huge donuts they can't even hold in both hands they're just like this like holding like it's a whopper and they're eating and we're laughing and my wife Mm -hmm. is teaching i'm just sitting in the back eating donuts and listening to my wife teaching loving the moment and the Mm -hmm. next sunday the kids come in and the first graders and the kids who were there were like you missed it and the kids (laughs) were like what do we miss what are you talking about and they were like we had donuts and there were bacon donuts and donuts with fruity pebbles and donuts with tricks on it and Oreos and there were glazed twists with M&Ms on it. And the kids were like, you brought it? And I was like, yeah, I brought it. And they were like, you brought them. And I was like, yeah, I brought them. And then they were like, can you bring them again? Can you bring them next week? <laughs> really? I was she like, no. More than once? The, the rapture already <laughs> happened. The rapture doesn't yeah. happen twice. I was like, he, uh, you never know the day nor the time that he's going to happen. But once it happens, okay. it's not going to happen so, again. This is a great story. Here's a question for you. Did you plan that? Because you knew it was right before Thanksgiving and most people are taking off. I didn't even town? think about it. It was the day that I woke up early. Oh, I thought you were being conniving suddenly. No, no. Because, <laughs> because in this, the neighborhood that we were in at that point in time, Mm-hmm. parents weren't just going to go like the majority of the parents weren't going to go to out of town for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was like, you're in this town because this mm-hmm. is where you are. So mm-hmm. every single week prior to that, we had had a packed house. It just so happened that the week that I woke up early, there was only three kids in the class who yeah, knew yeah, yeah. I never okay. figured out why it happened. I didn't care. The lesson was perfect. From that point forward, two things happened. One, the kids knew about Revelation from that point (laughs) forward. And two, we had a 98% attendance rate from that point until I got let go. Just waiting for it to happen again. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. He's going to do something else. He's going to do something else. And so <laughs> what we had set up, what I had set up with them was actually a score sheet. Like if they knew the Bible verse that I had told them, because I was like, you know what? This is the Bible verse we're going to relate back to the class for this day. I want you to memorize this. For every kid who memorized the Bible verse, I gave them a point. When they got to a certain amount of points, at that point in time, we would play. One Sunday, we just played games. I literally oh, nice. brought, yeah. <laughs> watch this. I brought my Xbox 360 at the time. I brought my oh, Xbox 360 to sure. the church mm-hmm. and set it up on the projector. Yeah. And there was a game. It was called Guess Who? I think something like that, where it was like oh, music tri- or movie trivia for kids. And we did the Disney oh. Guess Who for them okay. on the Xbox 360 for like a whole day instead of them cool, actually man. doing service. So that might have been why I got in trouble. I don't know. The kids yeah, loved it. Who knows? The yeah, kids loved well, it. And it was just like, it's again, not that's what we're the thing. For. Like that would that would be an incredibly useful and helpful thing for kids. Like you've mm-hmm. got a good rapport with kids. So you're like getting them to be happy and look forward to being there. But then on top of it, you're actually like, using your imagination to try and let them see a new perspective. I would love that. I'd be like, yeah, you kids are going to church. Yeah. I don't really know what I feel about Jesus. I don't know if you'd care about Jesus or not, but you're going to go there because it's going to be helpful in general. And you mm-hmm. like learn. But, but no, they, they stifled you. And I imagine as you left and the kids were looking at you, the new person replacing you is like some guy with his hat on backwards, sitting backwards in a chair going, let me tell you about a really cool guy. Uh, he's a little bit of a troublemaker. It caused some uh, difficulties. Uh, his name was Jesus. <laughs> he's backwards on his chair with a leather jacket on. <laughs> Let me rap to you for a second about the big JC. Yeah. Like, she has music and a prepared rap. Right. And then they pull out the felt board because one of the things that they do in church is they pull out that felt board that they can stick stuff onto. Like, I haven't for, seen that since I was a kid in the 80s. The exactly. Felt board? Is that still a they thing? They had it still. And they, oh, my, no. hold on one second. Sure. I'm, I'm going to hit. Oh, you're going to get a felt board? I'm going to hit You kept pause. the felt board? <laughs> I did not, but my wife kept every lesson. And in the lessons, it literally told you, stick the felt here. Oh, no. For real? Yes. It's down so, to that. It's down to that. And so I thought it was inhibiting and stupid. Totally. Kind of like religion. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm cool. Like the best pastor I ever had for church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had two. Mm-hmm. And one I will never, ever make fun of. Uh, he passed away and he was like literally the greatest man I've ever known. And he was he actually. I'm here, or is it too young? Uh, too young, in my opinion. Oh. But he passed away at like 60. Yeah, that's too young. Yeah. I'm and almost so, 50. So that's too goddamn young (laughs) exactly and so he was actually out here he was the he was also the chaplain for the sacramento kings um wow and so he was he was really good like he spoke in front of uh city hall or whatever like he 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 was a he was a good dude but he was humble and he 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 loved people and he loved food and he loved god and Mm -hmm. so his goal was one of the things that he said that stuck with me the most mm. was um, when I die mm. and people are in my funeral, I don't want them to say that I was a good uh, Christian. I don't want them to say that I was a good father. I don't want them to say I was a good parent. I want them to say that I was a good servant to the Lord, that whatever he needed me to do, I did that. And I was like, you know what? I feel that, but I'm going to alter it just a little bit. When Mm -hmm. I die, 
Mm-hmm. I want people to say he was a good husband. He was a good father. He was a good mentor to the community. And all of those things are mm-hmm. things that are after the Lord's own heart. That's the way that I took it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I always wanted to learn from him. And I always wanted to sit like me in church are like oil and water. Like if I go on to church, <clears throat> you're going to get like 30 minutes before I fall asleep, depending on what you're preaching. Oh, about. Really? I'm going to yeah. give you a good 30 minutes. Um, but it's the same way with me in meetings. Like if it's a boring meeting, yeah. my eyes start drooping. I can't help it. What kind of church would you go to when you were going to church? Cause I've been to different, I had a friend of mine who is a Christian who was shopping around trying to find what kind of community he wanted to get involved in. So I went to this huge like swath of different kinds of churches. And mm-hmm. the one church where I actually felt something like you're supposed to feel when you're in church is I went to this one that was in North, North Minneapolis. And it was uh, like a really rundown, like the community was pretty poor mm-hmm. and the, it was just people brought their babies. They're holding their babies while standing in the pews and stuff. And like, it was like they had all these programs for free to like get involved and help people in your community. Mm-hmm. But also these people in the community can get stuff from those programs. And I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, and I actually kind of had like the heart welling up kind of feeling of like, yeah. wow, this is really nice. This is beautiful. But then I went to the big mega churches that this guy was really into and you had to pay to be a part of those programs. It was, yeah. it'd be like freaking like, I forget. It was like one was like 600 bucks to be a part of a food shelf kind of program thing because everyone there, I guess, was rich and they were really milking. I don't know. It was more than a food shelf, I'm sure. Yeah. But it was something where it's like it's only between 400 and 600 dollars to be a part of it. So it's really a good investment for you guys. And I'm just like, why would I pay that to work for you? for free <laughs> like, why would i do that that's how you guys such a big church because you're milking everyone for these exactly money. so the the um so what was yours sorry that church that i loved was an hour and 30 minutes long tops okay. like that was the rule they literally had a clock in the back a digital clock that would count backwards like it was it was a timer oh really sure, and sure. when it got to zero you need to be done and that was where the bishop was that's where the guy that i loved with all my heart was Oh, okay, um, okay. the churches that I, I, I can't do, mm-hmm. uh, there's black churches. I, I don't know if there's white churches. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually been to a lot of white churches, but the black churches that I've been to before I went to Bishop's church mm-hmm. lasted about five hours. They would start Gosh. at, uh, that's like cult style stuff. Like where are you down? Where you yeah. So they start at 8am awesome. for Sunday school, Sunday yeah. school will go from 8am till 10am. And then after that, they would have service that would go uh, from 11 a.m. until about 3 p.m. And you're just sitting there. Yeah. uh, Listening. That's crazy. And they reach. Huh? Yeah. Where is you down mentally? Yeah. And and I think that's what they're looking for. And they they will read straight from the Bible. There'd be no um, trying to make this palatable for anybody else. For sure. Because it's palatable to Jesus and the old people. Um, (laughs) And. So your eyes would just start drooping. And so Uh, I was actually in the choir. I was in the youth choir with that mm -hmm. church. It was one of those mega churches. Um, And so I was in the choir and I would frequently get in trouble because they, they learned to not sit me directly behind the pastor anymore in this youth choir. I had to sit up in the back because I would fall asleep. Standing? No, because they sit down for this, this two hour sermon Oh. Where he's reading the Bible and you just see me in the back, just 
my eyes would just. Be I was gonna sleeping. say, like, how are you able to? Like, how do you? Can you sleep sitting up? How are you pulling that off? I, okay. I would sleep sitting up, and I would fall, and my head would fall directly oh. into my lap. And the yeah. last thing I would see before I would fall asleep would be my mom sitting in her pew, looking at me like you better not. Fall. You better not. <laughs> and then I love I, that there was a period of time where you were right behind the pastor, so everyone's watching you sleep. Because, <laughs> because not only not the problem with that was not only was I falling asleep in front of my mom, which was bad enough. Yeah, these sermons were televised. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> and so I'm passing out. <laughs> televised that's so fucking hilarious (laughs) every sunday when the children's choir was up there and this is from the age of like eight until the age of 13 Mm-hmm. Every Sunday that the children's choir was up there if I was behind the pastor you would see a little kid pass out yeah behind, every single Sunday and so they stopped putting me in the camera that is hilarious. and that's you know why I ended up in the top corner they were like betting on you like I, I give it five minutes and like little sleepy boy He's, I got my money yeah. on little sleepy boy <laughs> yeah was this on like tube televisions too so it's like the really grainy colored dots they're getting mm-hmm. real close like his eyes look like they're starting to droop <laughs> mm-hmm. people will throw money in the pot I got six of them <laughs> He's gonna fall. okay 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 here's what we're gonna do Here's how we're going to do the money. Here's how we're going to do it. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? This is how we're going to do it. Okay. Service starts at 11 p- or 11 a.m. Place your money on the time you think he's going to fall asleep. If you bet exactly the time he falls asleep, it's a two to one. It's two to one. Three to one odds is that you bet the time and the second that he falls asleep and which mm-hmm. way he leans when he falls asleep. Is oh, he going to yeah. fall out of his chair again? Is it going to be like the Easter fiasco? Let's find out. <laughs> the Easter fiasco. Yes. Is that where you fell out of the chair completely? I fell. Yes. So again, I fall asleep and my head yeah. falls into my lap. And mm-hmm. one time I fell asleep a little bit too hard and I tumbled and roll oh no it was it on a stage with some steps or was it, it just what was it it was on the steps that yeah. was that that oh, was quite a commotion after that um we moved like i oh you're kidding me no we we left the church like after that it was like Ooh. okay couldn't um, they just take you out of the choir they really got to punish a kid for falling asleep they're boring ass sermons it's it's one of those on them it's like, one of those yeah, things, and I was just listening to Wine Dine Story Time, where they were talking about cults and and the things that they mm-hmm. did to punish kids were really horrible. Uh, it's it's the for those of y'all who are listening to this in the future, because this <laughs> won't get taken down. Um, <laughs> it's the show is called This Was Difficult. It's about cults, um, mm-hmm. and the first story was really hard to hear and the stuff that they did to oh, the kids. Really? But one of the things that I learned was that churches have a really big thing about spare the rod spoil the child or if you don't shame the child they're lost to you or something like that so um oh that they want you to spoil the child or no they want you to whoop the child's ass oh, 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 oh. okay it's it's in the bible <clears throat> spare the rod spoil the child and they use that as a reason to, to whoop the child's ass and so oh, okay. when yeah. i would fall asleep i knew i was getting whooped and when we got told you know you might want to think about another church really so they actually brought it up that's why you guys left yeah see that's so fucked up because i don't know you think i like i'm ever gonna be a pastor but if i was a pastor i'd be like 
that's adorable. Look at kids being kids. And it's like kind of shining a light on me being long-winded with my sermons and stuff. So it's like, it's cute, right? You got to have a bigger picture about it. Do you think God, God looks down at a child falling asleep behind the pastor and doesn't think that's hilarious? That God's just like, no, screw that kid. <laughs> Fuck that kid. He's never going to say that. The kid's adorable. It's shining a light in the ridiculousness of like how people are sitting through this like five hour long thing. I don't know. That's really frustrating. That sucks. One of the I things- never get into religion. Yeah, no, because I mean, those are things that will really taint you towards, mm-hmm. you know, what you what where you were or what you were doing. So now, yeah. gratefully, um, as more and more people realize they don't fuck with religion anymore, churches just started doing things to try and draw people in. Um, yeah. So now the like I said, the services that used to be five hours are now an hour and 30 with the timer on the wall. Uh, so you can look sure, up and sure. be like, OK, I only got to deal with this for another five minutes and then we're done. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do the embarrassing thing that they used to do where you had to stand up and walk to the front of the church. There'd be three offering plates at the front. You had to walk up to the front of the church and pay your offering in front of everybody. So if you didn't have Seriously? the money, yes. yeah, that's yes. horrible. And so one time, that's this is when I was an adult, uh, <laughs> we went to my mother-in-law's church for a pastor appreciation which is where everybody pays the pastor and pastors come out to say how great this pastor is and all that kind of stuff it's like if i did a podcast appreciation day and had all y'all motherfuckers (laughs) join me to tell me how great i am it's like a roast in reverse i think you need to do that now i think i will who shows up (laughs) i think i will i think the next fuck around and find out is going to be a podcaster appreciation day where we are all here in praise of me yeah that would be hilarious but like you actually make them stick to the rules like i start to kind of make fun of you like well i mean he's great and all but he's kind of big on him something nope 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 nope. we're gonna start over i need you to change what you said (laughs) glenn i need to talk to you in the back glenn glenn Glenn, look at the chat. Glenn, Glenn, look at Glenn, look at the chat. Everybody else, keep going. Glenn, look down at the chat. You got it, Glenn. Do you got it? (laughs) Why do you have a picture of my children? Stick to the script, Glenn. (laughs) So this this um pastor appreciation day, we went and they had my old pastor from this church where I fell asleep and tumbled. I'll tumble for (laughs) you. That's amazing you brought that song into that story. <laughs> so um this is this is me. Um and so this this pastor is now old. He's like 80 something and he's still mm. preaching slowly and with oh, the sure. word of God on his chest. And at one point they're doing the whole stand up and walk to the front to do the offering. Okay. And the pastor, as he tells everybody to stand up, my old pastor, as he tells everybody to stand up, he tells the organ player, stop playing music. I don't want them to be happy when they're doing this. Oh, I want them to think about how much their pastor needs this money. Bread has gone up. Your pastor needs this money to buy bread. If you do not focus on putting your money into this offering plate, your pastor will not be able to buy bread. This pastor that he's talking about literally has a Hummer out front of this church. I was going to say, they get paid. They're not working for free. They don't sleep in the church. I call this dude (laughs) Pastor Hummer. Like he's literally has a Hummer in front of the church. And you're telling these people who are giving their money to this guy, don't be happy when you're giving you this money. I need you to be serious and focus on giving him as much money as possible. I put a pay, an envelope, an empty envelope, because I learned 
you know, oh, because you, you put your tithes and your offering into an envelope and you put your address on it and everything. And you drop it in. I put an yeah. empty envelope into the basket and just walked yeah. out. And I just it's sat real. in the car until the service was over. And I was like, OK, from now on, he's Pastor Hummer and, the, and old man money. And I never went back. I've never been back to another service since that event. It was that yeah, bad. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That is really. Bullshit! Oh, my God. Hey, that Glenn. Was- Ghosting. This is my beloved wife, Nisha, and she knows Nisha. sneaking up on me freaks me the fuck out. No, it's the I lights on her glasses. The, the lights oh, on her glasses. Yes, it's, those are the like lights demonized. on her glasses. Yeah, yeah. it's the demon eyes from the lights on Yeah, they glasses. are demon eyes with the lights off the glasses. <laughs> I did not hear you open the door because we're making fun of Pastor Hummer. <laughs> well, sorry, I, was like, I was trying to be quiet that's the so. part i heard where you whispered question and i literally we're sitting here talking sacrilegious sacrilegious shit for <laughs> no, an hour and nine minutes i thought you were the angel of death and then you fucking whispered at me and that's when i thought it was over i thought it was oh, over glenn God. this is my beloved wife nisha this is Hello, nisha the- this is the lady who went to pick up our son the day after we said we weren't going to pick his ass up anymore. Oh, yeah. She's got a soft spot. That's her biggest problem. She's a, she's a softie. That's why she's a nurse. <laughs> oh, nurse. Oh, sure. God. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's Hold on one second. It was insane. Because also, they heard, I saw you go, ah, but your your body's covering the door. Your head's covering the door. And then also you go, ah, and you turn. And I just see her with, like, the light glare off the eyes. Oh, my God. Have you watched um, Midnight Mass on Netflix? No. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Have you watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Yes. Okay, then later on they made Bly Manor. Same director, same actors, same everything. Mm-hmm. Midnight Mass is the same thing. Same director, same actors. It's a okay. part. Yeah. And just like all of this stuff, first episode, kind of boring. Just a lot of character development, but I like it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Second episode, I to the very end of the episode, it gets scary as hell. And not like in a jump scare, blood everywhere kind of way. Okay. Just like there's a woman looks out of her bathroom window because she thinks she sees something on the woods outside her window. And everything's still. You just see silhouettes of like, you know, trees. And then off on the far left side, you it takes you a second, but you notice there's two glowing eyes, like cat's eyes when you shine a flashlight at it. Mm. And it's a long skinny thing, which suddenly darts and runs. And it's a person. But there's no like loud music. There's no nothing. It's just quiet. And all of a sudden... And I go, ah! Like yeah, see. And I never scream. I never I am, scream at that stuff. I am, I, I don't know when I became such a jumpy motherfucker. Um, it's probably the same but, age when you start getting vertigo if you're up too high. That's yeah. me in my mid-30s. I'm like, why am I dizzy right now? Because yeah. Because old. Yeah. Right. And so now it's just like my son, <laughs> we literally, he will be standing behind me silently and I'll turn around and I'll be like, ah! And then he'll be like, ah! <laughs> it'd be cool if you guys are both like fainting goats where you get scared and you pass out so you both scare each other and you both pass out your wife just comes down like what the hell happened the fuck Again? is this shit do you on the floor <laughs> oh golly okay yeah, so back on the topic i was gonna say uh oh i've been wanting to say Big fan of the movie review thing your hateful eight review maybe go watch the movie again i've already seen it before but uh, when you when you reviewed it again, mm-hmm. or when you reviewed it, I was like, yeah, there is a lot of really interesting shit going on in there because you really started to break it down. I'm like, I gotta go watch that again. Which made me watch Django, maybe watch everything all over again. Didn't you do Django as well? Yes. Okay. I feel like I listened to that one, but that was a while ago. The beautiful thing about that show, and thank you, 
first yeah, of yeah. all. The beautiful thing about that show is that it forced me to start taking really good fucking notes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I would watch a movie and forget everything by the time we got around to discussing it. And it would be like, you'll hear some episodes where it's like, I don't think I did my best job on that because I didn't take the notes that I usually take. And spoiler alert, it all happened during our Ben Stiller month. So I didn't give any of his movies the glory that they deserve. But in my defense. So I have nothing. (laughs) Um, I just I just didn't take notes. I forgot to take notes. Um, Yeah. So I started taking notes and the more I took notes, the more I realized that I am able to enjoy the movie more when I'm able to really sit there and process and analyze it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the hateful eight is just such. I remember it being good, but the dynamics Whew. of the characters you're talking about was just ridiculous, especially with uh, like he's saying like, yeah, I knew your son. And mm-hmm. told that whole story. Like, I knew it's like, oh, he's just trying to be offensive. But you kind of broke it down more. I'm like, that is more dynamic and more mm-hmm. power play thing than I really real. So I had to go back and watch it all. Oh my gosh. Also, I don't want to let myself like Quentin Tarantino as much as I do because right? most, most of his movies are just amazing. But give it another five years and you're going to find out he's another Harvey Weinstein or something. Like, well, because be him a, and Harvey were like besties. Yes, he's got to be a horrible person. We just mm-hmm. don't know yet. So I guess I'm just trying to enjoy his movies as carefully as i can now before it's like uh because we heard about what happened to uma thurman exactly like, pushed her too far mm-hmm. like crazy and didn't give a shit and it didn't come out till like 10 years later or something crazy like that exactly we um discussed that when we were talking about kill bill mm-hmm. because kill bill is one of my favorite movies of all time my daughter's nickname is literally gogo oh because really because <laughs> of kill bill and because she was yeah. you know she was my eldest and she was my right hand so i was like mm-hmm. you're yeah, you're go-go, because that was the first movie I tried to sneak her into uh, when she was, like, three months old. Oh, really? I took her to Kill Bill. Wow. Yeah, it didn't work out well for her and her mom. They had to go. They had to leave. I wasn't leaving. They had to leave. I was was very selfish at a young age. Was she getting freaked out about it and stuff? No, she didn't get freaked out. She didn't even cry. She was just restless she was three months old so her mom was like you know what i'm gonna take her home and you can walk home because the dad was right up the street so i walked back to the house it was three blocks i didn't call and ask for help i wasn't like where are you are you gonna come pick me up should i just call in late like (laughs) what exactly is going on here um but kill bill like quentin creates a world that you just you can see every aspect of it and then in the back of that world, just a reminder that he's probably a piece of shit. And so yeah. it's like every time he does a movie, like at mm-hmm. first when he did his first couple of movies, the thought that he was a piece of shit was like 10 blocks down the road and you could barely yeah. even see it with your blind eye. Yeah, but yeah. now, like all these movies later, it's only like a block away. And so every time he comes out with a new movie, mm-hmm. it's like you see the movie, you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yep. you see Quentin Tarantino's a piece of shit yeah, right there. All over it. And, it's like the foot thing that he keeps slipping into his movies. It seems like Once Upon a Time was just like just a master cut of just foot after foot after foot after foot. I'm like, okay, I get it. You like feet. Mm-hmm. Now you're just like masturbating in front of everyone. <laughs> You're just making us watch this now. Like, Look at that, too. 
Look at these toes. Uh, oh, ridiculous. For a while, his thing was, let me see how many times I get to say the word nigger in a movie. Oh, my God. I was even in the so when I saw that in the theaters, when it came out, I was like, this is excessive. And that was in mm-hmm. the early 90s when people tried to pull that off. It was still it was still offensive. But it was like, yeah, people try to do this. And so for him, it's like, wow, he said it like 30 times or more. <laughs> like a Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction is like, it. for Pulp Fiction, we Did had a gentleman. Dogs? Huh? Did no. Do in, I don't remember much of any of that, but in Pulp Fiction was excessive, like to in a ridiculous point. I don't I don't remember if he did it as much in Reservoir Dogs. And I'm going to end up because we have a second month of Quentin Tarantino movies oh, yeah. uh, where we do Jackie Brown and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we're going to see if he said it because I'm going to make note of it if he said it. Um, it's but always him. Well, it's always him. In Pulp Fiction, I think other people said it, too. But it, but it, it was him and Samuel L. Jackson. So what was that? And why was Samuel okay with the scene? <laughs> so yeah, it's like no, I mean it was either him saying it or else it was Samuel L. Jackson who was saying it. There was like nobody else oh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 Ving Rhames. So those three, so two black guys and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that when when the kid got shot and then they pull up into his friend's house, which is Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. it's just him saying it was Samuel Jackson there the whole time. And I remember thinking like I, I know this is a good movie and everything, but like I, as an actor, do you know for sure, like you read a script and this is going to be gold and people are going to know me forever with this movie and it's mm-hmm. worth putting up with someone saying the N word around me? I don't know if he knew that. He had to have been like, this is getting ridiculous. And Quentin's like, no, I got to do it. It's got to be in the movie. <laughs> it's got to be one more time. You can't just say dead guy storage. No, they won't understand it. Unless I say it the way that I wrote it, they won't understand whose storage it is. Yeah. Look, it's not spelled out because we haven't shown him in the frame for like the last 15 minutes or so. They forgot which person got killed and what kind of storage this might be. We got to make sure that they got to make sure they know and draw a straight line for what it's worth. I cut out the scene where I'm frantically scribbling that name onto a piece of paper to hang over my garage for for what it's worth. Because I was going to make a scene where I wrote that I was going to write dead nigger storage and then I was going to put a circle around it and put a slash through it like a no smoking sign. But I decided that that was a bit much. I just love the idea that it's like in that scene, he's so complaining about like, I don't want you having like this dead person in my garage. And it's like so over the top because he is over the top complaining mm-hmm. about it, complaining about it, saying the word every five seconds. But it would be funny if it cuts to him just like, no, no. And they're like, come on, come back in the house. He's like, no. And he's putting up a paper banner. And like, no, and I'm doing this. And he's writing, no. Dead. No dead niggers. So and it's just above his garage. Like, come on, come back in the house. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> Look, I cut that scene. So just let me say it five more times in front of Samuel Jackson. If you let me say it now, we don't say it anymore in the movie. I promise you. Like, seriously. Like, if you could just tough it out, just it's, grow up, it's Samuel. Like he knew that he was in the last part of the 90s where he could get away with that. Mm-hmm. It's like he knew. It's like he went into the future and he saw kind of how society turns out. He's like, okay. 1992 is the last time I'd be able to pull this kind of stuff off. <laughs> and the cool thing about that one was we um, actually found a guy who does a podcast called Welcome to Jack Rabbit Slims. Oh, and wow. it is solely about Pulp Fiction. Like every single episode is something how many else. episodes about. are there? Um, like at this juncture, I would say a lot because I was on the show um, oh, yeah. and he was at... Uh, maybe like 40 uh, episodes at that juncture. 
40 um, episodes about one movie. Yes, and it it's really a good podcast. Conversations at Jack Rabbit Slims. Okay. You know what? I take that back. He's only done 14 episodes. Oh, There's not a lot on. of things you can say. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say because like at some point you just start making shit up. Yes. <laughs> and so the last episode was on July 2nd and that is heartbreaking because he came on our show and yeah. tore the roof off. Like he was like I am in my element and it was so <laughs> triumphant. That's oh my hilarious. god. I'm sad. I thought that he was going to be super successful. Aww. He looked behind him. That's what happened. He looked back. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah. I know. Well, for me, it's like, just keep the bar low where it's Mm -hmm. like, I only ever thought I was going to get five people. And so Mm -hmm. now when I've got up to whatever, like the numbers really aren't that great. Uh, But no, no, neither are mine. But who cares? But I've heard the thing of like, if you had all those people for that one episode, if you had all those people in a room right now, you'd be having the time of your life doing Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, oh yeah. So I think of it that way. Uh, Ben, Ben doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't give a shit. I'll be like, hey, you know, we got a little bit of a bump recently. I don't know where it came from, but suddenly we got like X amount more people listening to this last episode. He goes, yeah, I don't care. I just want to get, I want to drink and eat a hamburger and then do a podcast. <laughs> I only want to be with you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's a he's a fussy little man, but I like him. No, I, I, I love I love the bird talks. I love <laughs> that's his my- mom. His mom is so damn sweet. She works her ass off to get those bird facts together. She's adorable. I love she also it. works her ass off for the knock-knock jokes, which I think is just so damn cute. I so love it. Baby. It is literally like golden. Like, I look forward <laughs> to that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I laugh uproariously. So please tell Aww. his mom that a random black guy in California <laughs> thinks she is the greatest thing since sliced fucking bread. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Oh, I'll tell her. She'll probably listen to though. But the funny thing is, is that when we started doing, I already had my podcast where I started reading some books and then Ben and I jumped on doing a little side thing. So she would listen to his show, no matter mm-hmm. if he's talking about vaginas or like smashing clits, just all these dumb things he'll say. And it's like, your mom listened to that episode? Like, yeah, she thought it was hilarious. Like weird. She goes, yeah, mom listened to your episodes too. She actually kind of likes them. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Everybody goes, yeah, but then you started reading Kafka and she lost interest. So now she doesn't listen anymore. I'm like, fuck you, Gretchen. <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, she'll, she'll hear that you called her out. I'll tell her. And then I'll say you can go listen to his show over here. And no. she might listen for a while. But then you might hear, you might hear like, uh, yeah, it turns out uh, I'll touch base. with you. be like, yeah, she stopped listening because she didn't like when you read. I don't know what. Oh, <laughs> like Manny at McGee. Manny at McGee turns everybody off. The cool thing about reading those um, mm-hmm. books like reading children's books and 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 i talked about this maybe on my facebook page something like that but the cool thing about reading books for kids as an adult is there's so much stuff that adults were trying to teach kids in those books that just went oh, completely sure. over our heads and yeah, so yeah. reading them as an adult like when i read holes i didn't read holes lewis sacker if you're listening i didn't read holes i've never read holes. <laughs> um, that was the big one i'm like this can't be in the public domain. They just made a movie out of it in the nineties. Like it's mm-hmm. still unlicensed. <laughs> mm-hmm. The tightrope got a little bit warmer as yeah, the fire got a little bit closer to my feet. Um, but I didn't realize just how deep the bullying was in that book until I read it again as an adult. Oh, and man. it infuriated me. Like really? literally like I was, I almost cried. I was so mad at how this one literally nobody adult who was in a place of power over these boys was just mm-hmm. bullying this one kid. And it broke my heart. 
Um, and it's stuff like that. So Maniac McGee talking about racism. They discussed mm-hmm. racism. And 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 yeah. I read that book when I was like nine and it went over my head. And I never heard that book till I listened to your episodes. And I was like, what is this? Is this like for adults or for kids? Like I knew nothing about the book. You just started reading it. Yeah, so. it was, it's, it's like for kids. It's like by this magical author who I hope. <clears throat> so again. Here's 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 the thing. Uh, here's the thing, authors. Like, I'm not gonna ask you to do a lot. You've already made your money off the book. I bought the book. Mm-hmm. I'm asking them to buy the book. Like, it's mm-hmm. in the link to the show. Like, if you want to buy this For book, sure. go to Amazon and buy this book here. Yeah. Put your book <clears throat> in a place where it's accessible to people who don't have money and can't yep. buy an Am- or or an Audible. Uh, mm-hmm membership every month and don't mm-hmm. live near a library that's what mm-hmm. i'm doing that's what i figured out that's that's what i'm doing right now is for the people who would never have a chance to hear this book who would never have a chance to read this book some people i've learned from reading these books that i'm not the best at reading out loud oh i totally disagree with you i was actually going to say at, at some point here because you said earlier i could never do like voice work or whatever do audio mm-hmm. books i 100 disagree with you and i'm not sucking your dick for real <laughs> You, your voice is so natural. So you're taking what you read and you're making it exciting in how you're reading it and you're doing it naturally. So you're not even probably aware, but when I was listening to, I forget which one, damn it. It was like when I first discovered who you were. Uh, And that was the, the pimp. Horson. It was was Horson. Yeah. Not iceberg, but Horson. Yeah. So, um, but I was, I was like, this is completely like, I am completely enthralled. I'm out there like watering my pumpkins and mowing my lawn and shit and just completely like one episode after another. And I was lining them all up on the queue and I was completely wrapped up in it. And your narration, like, or the way you're reading was really natural and didn't like distract from anything. Whereas I'm putting on this big dog and pony show, like a human clown. Oh, <laughs> like I, think I think you're amazing. I think, I think you're incredible. It's very enthralling. And for me, I'm like trying to, trying to be entertaining, whatever. So I think it's completely different. I honestly think you could pick the right kind of book, I guess. I don't know what that would be, but like I I had somebody ask me to read their Christian horror novel, which is weird. I know. They discovered me randomly and then they reached out to me and said, yeah, would you, would you do, this is back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Would you read this Christian horror novel? I was like, uh, well, I'm not going to say no, because I've never done an audiobook before ever. So, uh, but I'll do it for free because if I completely ruin it and screw it up for you, then at least you didn't lose any money. Yeah. And if you like it, then use me again for something, but I'm, I never done this before. So, so I had to like figure out on the fly, like get in a closet, put blankets everywhere and they're reading this book and stuff. And, uh, I really fucked it up <clears throat> hard. I really screwed that thing up. Did not do well at all. Plus he heard me. I had this dumb joke voice that I do. Why did he think I'd be reading a Christian horror novel that, that I'd be a good pair up with that. So anyways, he, uh, boy, he got angry at me. And so that's the reason why I used a <laughs> fake name. But it was free, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know why. Cause he's a Christian asshole. He's like all mad at me because I didn't do I, enough for Jesus. I don't I, know what he wanted I, from me. I, all you had to say was Christian asshole. I, I understand. Yeah. I know well, Christian assholes. I've got, uh, I've got Glenn Nuzzles, a completely made up fake name. So he can't go find me and harass me later. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know Christian assholes. I've seen them all shapes and sizes <laughs> and colors. They all stink. So There's not enough cookies for you to get through that. None at all. So Glenn, go ahead and yeah. tell them where they can find you at. Go ahead yeah. and um, 
tell them whatever you want to tell them. The floor is yours. Oh, the floor is mine. Uh, well, you can find me at nuzzlehouse.com where you can uh, hear Ben and I read crap. Uh, also, Twitter. What is my Twitter? House Nuzzle? House Nuzzle. House Nuzzle. Yeah, there we go. And I think that's the same for Instagram, which we never use. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not on Facebook. So none of that's useful at all. Uh-oh, she back? <laughs> you muted me. <laughs> Keep the, explain explain qu- the dog where's the dress. Okay, so to quote uh, Captain America, I can do this all day. Um, <laughs> so my dog is named Nala. Uh, we named her after the uh, cat princess lion king character like nala like there was simba and then there was nala and oh, i never got into that movie All yeah right. it was cool um not the real movie the cartoon the the movie sucked the cartoon is great um i think i saw it once but that i never i, I understand but I my daughter at one point thought she was going to get a rabbit and so she went and bought all these supplies for rabbits clothing don't ask did you tell her she's going to get a rabbit or she no, just she was, like, she's 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 she was going to buy it herself she has a job so oh, at this point in time i was like okay you want to get a rabbit get a rabbit and so mm-hmm. she started buying all this stuff for rabbits and while she was out buying stuff for rabbits she bought dresses for nala <laughs> <laughs> so now nala has a dress <laughs> and i have this this uh... beautiful puppy running mm-hmm. around in a purple dress that <laughs> i i strongly suspect was made for a, a infant <laughs> because oh, like it's, it's a, a real dress probably <laughs> yes because it says i love mommy on it and um oh my god so yeah my my dog is wearing a purple dress and runs through the backyard wearing a purple dress and barks at people and yaps and all that kind of stuff in her little purple dress that is insane is the dress on all the time do you ever have to wash the dress how we often is this the dog dr- wearing the the you dog wears it? the dress because the dog's dress does not impede the dog's uh bodily functions so okay. we wash the dress. Uh, the dog wears the dress for about three days, and then the <laughs> dress comes off and it gets washed. And then the dog wears the dress again, and um, the so dog, dog goes. Rarely spends time without the dress on. Like it's, yes, its hairs are not open to the wind on. No, like one day out of out one of day when it's when it's windy outside and and she does not have the dress on, she's gonna freak out. Like what the fuck is this feeling? <laughs> There's nothing um, protecting my pelt. What is this? <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah. But um, I'm sorry. I fully interrupted you. Oh, totally fine. I don't give a shit. You were. I had nothing to say. Nuzzlehouse.com. And that's pretty much it. I, mean, well, I don't know what else. What am I supposed to say? I don't, I don't know, know how to promote myself. You told me to write up a thing, like a yes, bio. And I then what the I, hell to do. You, so. you wrote up an excellent bio. The only, the only problem is... I had a, not a problem, but I had a catering gig. And so um, I got completely sidetracked in the catering gig Mm -hmm. and um, got so stressed out by it because that's what I do. My anxiety convinced me that I'm going to fuck up something that I've been doing really well for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I uh, did not do my newsletter any longer. Because oh. <laughs> I was worried about the catering gig. And now that the catering gig is over and I fucking knocked it out the park, um, <laughs> I have not yet gone back and done another episode or another newsletter to oh, put sure. your stuff in there. Oh, don't worry. I wasn't expecting results. I was just like, I don't know what oh, I'm I, doing. I hope what I wrote it, is It was fine. perfect. 
Oh, it was it? perfect. Right. And and it's it's that. going in there. Like, yeah. Oh, is it going to go in there? Yes. I still, the next newsletter is going to happen and it's going to go in there. So the question yeah. that I was going to ask you, but never really got a chance to, uh, yeah. hold on one second. Here's what I have. I have a list of 810 random questions. And so <laughs> we are going to ask question 274. And question number 274 is quite simply, have you ever played a practical joke on anyone? Mm, honestly, nothing comes to mind. I'm sure I have, but it's not like it's a thing I do. So I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sure I have. Like, I got cancer. Yeah, th that is not a practical joke, Glenn. He wants you to be done. <laughs> you cannot you cannot tell somebody you have. You know what? We used to get in trouble at school hmm. for doing shit like that. <laughs> for real? It wasn't the we got cancer thing, but yeah. we were not allowed to do we were not allowed to do April Fool's jokes because our April Fool's jokes when I was in elementary school were yeah. always the same thing every year. We're going to fake like we're brawling. We're going to fake like there's a huge riot going uh, sure, on. Sure. And when the teachers run over to stop it, we're going to scream out April Fool's. But then we'd be out there acting like we we're fighting and somebody yeah. would get slapped box too hard. They get For hit real, too hard. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden a real fight will break out. And we never grasped that this thing happened like literally every fucking year. A real <laughs> fight will break out. We never grasped that part. We just grasped the humor of faking a fight. So yeah. they told us we were no longer allowed to have a fake fight. For I April love Fool's it. Day. You and your friends are just like, OK, OK. The last two years, I'll admit, have not been ideal. But this year, we're going to do it. OK, we're going to do it this year. We're just going to make it very clear to everyone. Don't slap. Don't hit. Don't push. Just don't do a lot of swinging in the air kind of thing. And then it just never works out. Like, OK, this didn't work out either. Next year, guys, though. Next year. Why are you so mad? Well, because somebody kicked dirt on my shoe. No, that sort of shit. That's what happens every single year. So we were we no longer allowed to do this shit. Oh, my keys are right there. What the fuck? Here you go. Oh, I thought she wanted you to be done. No, she wanted. I told her the keys were on the front table and they were actually right next to me on the computer desk. Yeah, for cripe's sakes. Go figure. Um, go on, okay. ask a different question I can actually answer. Because okay. I guess I don't really play practical jokes. Like, I never screamed I got cancer. I don't know. I've done some, I'm sure. I just can't think of what. Okay, let me see. Okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, okay, what's the most ridiculous fact that you know? Uh, uh, God damn, why am I so boring? Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So I have a, a long time ago, I got addicted to uh, Roman history, not battles and shit just general life in Rome back in ancient Rome because mm -hmm. I watched a documentary when I was in college and I realized, Oh shit. They took their technology as far as they could without electricity. Like this would be us if we just stopped having electricity. So they like, that's amazing. And I thought it was really interesting for some reason. So I started reading more books on it and stuff. And maybe you already know this, but I always thought it was interesting. It was really what turned me on ancient Rome. Rich people in ancient Rome believed that, if someone looks at you with envy, like if you've got the Tesla, you've got the silk shirt, I don't mm -hmm. know, whatever it else would be, that if someone looks at you kind of with an anger and they're envious of the money and the wealth that you have, 
that it curses you. They believed it 100%, no doubt about it. It's simple cause and effect. That guy looked at me and gave me the hairy eyeball. And now my week is going to suck. I'm going to lose money and my wife's going to cheat on me or whatever. They for real believe that. So this is my ridiculous fact. So what they did, they started trying to distract the evil eye. And at first it started out as an eyeball on a necklace around (laughs) your neck, like a big eyeball to stare back at him to kind of creep you out. Like, ah, God, that guy's got an eye in his chest. And so that's supposed to distract the evil eye or the, 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 the hairy eyeball, the jealousy. And so that didn't work after a while because people just would like look down at your eye, then look back at you like, you could afford one of those eyeballs? Fuck you, man. Fuck you and your chariots and all those like slave women you got. So <laughs> what they started doing was they started making, uh, for real, this is not made up, giant penises that hang off your neck on a chain. <laughs> Cause you'd see that penis. You go, ah, Jesus. And also people didn't get used to it. Like the eyeball where it's like a week later, they see, like the same guys like, Oh, fuck you and your chariot. Like, and like, Oh yeah, I see that eyeball. Have you said it? No. Every time they see the penis, like, Oh God, it's still started, a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's still a dick every time. And they got bigger and bigger and they're always made of clay. So they're heavy and like make your neck all red on the chain. And so then uh, over time, maybe people did get used to it, but they started adorning it with like, where like the, the cock comes up and there's the balls, there's little wings kind of at the base of the cock and balls. So mm-hmm. it's as if the, the, the cock can take flight and they'd have little feet and all sorts of stuff, rings everywhere and all sorts like brass rings and stuff. So uh, you can still buy those if you go to Italy. They sell the, the phallus things to ward off the evil eye. Dick chains. Dick chains. Okay, so so <laughs> so what I want I'm going to buy a really, really, really long chain. It's going to be like five <laughs> feet long. Five feet? How yeah. tall are you? Is it going to be barely scraping the ground? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm six one. This is important though. It's it's going to be at least five feet long. It's going to be a really long chain. Mm-hmm. And so on the end of that chain, I'm going to put the dick. And so it's going to be a chain <laughs> that hangs to my knee, and it's going to be a dick on the end of that chain, making it dick chainy. <laughs> oh. Dick Cheney, look at you! <laughs> you know there was once a senator called Dick Army. Make a joke yes. involving that. <laughs> you know what? I don't have to because somewhere right now there's this hugely successful writer who keeps making stuff for NBC and Law and Order named Dick Wolf, and I I have Googled if his name is real. I just refuse to believe that this dude's name is really Dick uh, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I worked with someone whose name was Dick Wolf because I'd be like, is the cock in? Is cock wolf here? Cock dog, where's he at? Where is he at? Is he coming into our writing session? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. So much of- Nobody calls themselves Dick. Oh, okay. Actually, there is something, and I'll be done with that. Uh, there is something. I used to work at a dry cleaners when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And the owner, his name was Richard. He was married to a woman that he met uh, while he was in China. And so she came back with him. They ran this dry cleaners together and his name is Richard. Uh, so we're all sitting outside having our lunch break and stuff. And then she comes out and, uh, and I'm not going to do an accent or anything, but so she's like, do you guys realize you don't have to respect my husband? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, his name is Dick. And I'm like, well, yeah, we know Richard Dick. She's like, 
Our last name is Gay. His name is Dick Gay. His name is, and she wouldn't stop saying it. His name is Dick Gay. Then she'd laugh. His name is Dick. Why do you guys talk to him with respect? You shouldn't respect him. And she would not stop saying it. And he came out because he heard all the yelling. <laughs> and he just looks so sad because we finally put two and two together. Like, why are you doing this to me, wife? Why? Why? They liked me until this. What, what did I do to you? <laughs> He must have done something. Right. She, she, she came out with that on her mind. And she wanted us to know it was an agenda she came out with. So like, okay, you, you, you left, you left your towel on the bathroom floor again. You know what? Watch this shit. Watch this shit. Watch what I'm about to do to you. You'll never yeah. forget this shit again. You won't, you won't put the fucking toilet paper on the roll. So the cat knocked it down. Now it's all over the house. You happy motherfucker. I got to go talk to your people about something. <laughs> <laughs> and she clapped her hands and gave him finger guns and strolled out. <laughs> She's all, I'm out. Here I go. And he's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. She's like, Dick Gay. You know what? My husband's name is Dick Gay. And then just dropped the mic and then just walked away. She started going to poetry nights. And next up for the stand-up comedy bar. It's Sue Gay. And she's like, hi, everyone. So my husband's name is Richard. And everyone goes, mm-hmm. They're like, that means dick. My last name's gay. Put it together. And all of a sudden it goes, oh, and they all stand up. Oh, why can't we be friends? <laughs> she can literally unite the world with this information. Like there's people in other countries that don't get along. She could just like, she just travels around the world. She'd be like Bill and Ted and, <laughs> and Bill and Ted's <laughs> excellent adventure. She wrote the song. She finally wrote the song that unites the world. Exactly. Glenn. Yeah. I adore you. Oh, I adore I, you. I do. And and thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I've been wanting to do this for a while in some way, shape, or form. I just wanted to talk to you. Oh, and I appreciate this that. was magical. Well, thank you. Hey, I heard you guys do a thing where you write stories. Yep. I heard that episode and I got super jealous. So if you ever want to squeeze me in, let me it's know. It's coming. I, I Don't worry. I, I have an idea and you'll be oh, a part of it I got soon. so jealous. My mind was racing. Like, well, I write this. Why they say that? I would have wrote this instead. I just turned <laughs> a big baby. <laughs> but thank you so much for bringing me on. I super appreciate it. That was really fun. No worries whatsoever. So listeners, um, thank you so much for listening to Fuck Around and Find Out. Um I'm Derek. If you want to email the show, you can email us at wretched and ratchet at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, leave a review on Podchaser. Then you can copy that review and paste it in the Apple Podcast. And then you can copy that review and paste it in the Good Pods. Um, you can donate to the show uh, via uh, patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on Good Pods. We have a tip jar. Um, and the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. Yeah. You are so prepared. You've got that whole thing. All I've got is, here's my website. That's all I've got. <laughs> you know, you never told me. Well, you did tell me that the voice came in part from a character that you saw on a TV show. Yeah. Also, part of it was one time my uncle, whose name is Glenn, uh, he was trying to read instructions out loud. He was getting mm -hmm. all fussy and confused. And I just started dying laughing. So I'm kind of copying that, too. I, I can see it. <laughs> I can definitely see it. For Glenn, I'm Derek. This is episode two of Fuck Around and Find Out. Y'all have a wonderful day. Be good. Peace.
Fuck Around and Find Out is a Ratchet Book Club production. The intro and outro were made by Ketza, and it's called Good Vibe. It can be found on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, you say.